Welcome to the Build Your Coaching Business Around the 9 to 5 podcast. I'm your coach, Pamela Pritchard, and I help you go from employee to business owner. Whether you're creating your first client or learning how to create clients on repeat whilst holding down your day job, I'll help you make your business dreams a reality. Let's begin. Welcome back to the Build Your Coaching Business Around the 9 to 5 podcast. I'm your host, Pamela Pritchard, and in this episode, I'm going to break down the exact steps that I took and also guide my clients through to help them go full-time in their coaching business. Now, if you caught episode one, I shared the real meaning behind the idea of going all in on your coaching business, which is not and entirely different to being full-time in your coaching business. So in this episode, I'm going to break down the eight steps that you want to walk yourself through to make the decision to go full time in your coaching business and leave the nine to five for good. I'm also going to outline the risk of going full time in your coaching business too soon and the impact that that can have on you, yourself and your finances. So let's dive in. First of all, step one that I love to invite my clients to do is to set a date. When you set a date, you're putting an energetic intention out into the world that you are committed and ready to make this work. Now, this one is incredibly nuanced because setting a date doesn't mean that you have to leave when that date comes. The date is arbitrary, like any goal, any kind of milestone or or end point that you're working towards. It doesn't matter if you reach that date and you end up going full-time or not. What matters is that you have something to work towards so that you can use it as a benchmark of how close or how far away you are from achieving what you said you would when you get to that date. So the date that you set is going to be based on everything else that I set out in this podcast and all the other seven steps. But by setting a date, you're going to be making it really clear to yourself about what you want to achieve and when. Because when you start having some markers of success, it makes it a bit more tangible. It means that you have something very clear and very focused to work towards. So when you set a date, I want you to do it to the degree that it excites you, maybe even scares you a little bit, but not to the extent that it causes you to shut down, to go into overwhelm, to go into procrastination, because if that's the case, you set the date too unrealistically and you're disconnected from it and you will disconnect from it. When you set a date, you want it to be something that you know that you can work towards, even if it's going to require you to step up the game and up level a little bit, because ultimately that's what you're here for, right? We're not here to cruise through life. Of course, we want to have simplicity, we want to have ease, we want to have flow, but there is nothing wrong with a little bit of drive, passion, some fire under what we're working towards and what we're trying to build. So first of all, set a date. And for some of you, that's going to be six 
12, 18 months from now. For others of you, that might even be a year, two years, three years. None of that is a problem. Nothing, it doesn't mean anything if you do it in within three months. And it doesn't mean if you, it doesn't mean anything if you do it within three years. We're all on our own timeline. I want you to be able to lean into your sovereignty, trust the date that comes up for you. And then it's just a benchmark for you to work towards. And if you miss it by a week, a month, a year, it doesn't fucking matter. You're here because you're in the joy of discovering life coaching and wanting to give that gift to other people. The date truly is arbitrary, but it is also helpful to keep you progressing and making momentum and making aligned steps towards those goals. Otherwise, if you leave it open, it's like, well, what are we doing here? Are we really doing this? Is this actually a goal? Are we really committed? So setting a date, step number one. Step two, assess your risk tolerance. Now inside my Thrive program, where I help my coaches build their coaching business around their nine to five, I have a whole module on risk tolerance. So I'm not going to go into that in crazy detail here, but I want you to consider for a moment what your risk tolerance is. And you'll know that by looking at what your past behaviors have been. Consider the last job that you had. Did you leave before you got another job? Or did you need to have a job in place, contract signed, everything confirmed before you took the risk of leaving and handing in your handing in your notice? Or did you reach a moment where you were unsatisfied, unfulfilled, unhappy in your last job and you left without a job lined up, ready to go, you were free to the wind and you were very happy to allow whatever time it took to, to secure other employment and your risk tolerance was therefore quite low because you were happy to take the risk of potentially having a financial downfall and it didn't concern you. It's always a really good indicator to look at your past behavior to see what your current relationship is with risk tolerance, with your finances, with your money mindset, because that is going to be a massive indicator about how well you'd be able to handle it if you did go full-time in your business and let's just say you didn't make any revenue for a month, two months, three months, even six months. Is that a risk that you're willing to take? So know yourself because you do, of course you do. So look to previous examples to see what your risk tolerance has been if you identify somebody that's quite risk savvy or if you're quite risk adverse and consider what that impact could be if you then went full-time into your business. Step three, look at your finances. Calculate what you need. Again, money mindset is big here and money circumstances matter. You have bills to pay, you have rent, a mortgage, maybe you have people depending on you like kids or people that you're a caregiver for. Maybe you just have things in your life that you enjoy that you don't necessarily want to have to sacrifice. And are you willing to? What kind of gym memberships do you pay for? What kind of subscriptions do you have? You want to be really onto yourself about the financial um, literacy and the financial intelligence and the financial um, mindset that you currently approach life with. Because 
anything that shows up in life at the moment financially is only going to be amplified when you are running your own business and you're dependent on only yourself, not your employer, to pay you. And as you're going to see when I talk about the risk of going full-time in your business too soon, this ultimately is the stickler. Because unfortunately, we live in a society where we need to have a base level of financial income in order to have our base needs met, our fundamental core needs of security, of food, of shelter, of water. Of course, we live in a privileged um, part of the world where we have access to those things if we have financial income. So you need to be cognizant of that. You need to be onto it and you need to be making these calculations. And it does surprise me how many coaches I speak to who are about to come into my container and they want the help to look at their finances, to look candidly at what their expenses are and to make decisions about if they want to continue spending at the rate they they do. If they want to be considering things like a savings account or a emergency fund or paying off existing debts. And none of this is a problem. We are where we are. We accept it all. We love it all. But if you're feeling any kind of activation right now, if you're feeling any kind of resistance or your heart level's increasing, maybe this is a sign that this is an area that you might want to clean up a little bit before you consider going full-time in your coaching business. Because as I say, anything money-related, it will only be amplified when you are relying on yourself as the primary source of income. It's very nice to go to work, to lean back, to have off days, to have days where you don't really want to be there and know that no matter what, you're still going to get a salary at the end of the month. It's quite a different level of mindset and pressure and mentality when you are relying on yourself to be able to create that income for you. This is also why I think it is such a flex to have the audacity, to have the ambition, to have the the damn inclination and the desire to do something outside of your nine to five, to actually go and start and grow a coaching business outside of already working and holding down a day job. Can we just take a second to give yourself some goddamn credit for how amazing that is? And actually, how many people don't do this? So even if you're feeling a couple of feels about the idea of like candidly looking at your finances and being onto yourself about your expenses, about the rate of spending, about the rate of saving, about any investments that you currently make and the current attitude you have about investing, then you're in the best position because you have job security. You have money coming in. You have a salary being paid to you. So this is the best time to consider that thing while you have that safety net. You're in the best possible place. So this is a great thing. Let's lean into it. Let's welcome this opportunity to level up, to, like I say, clean up this part of the life wheel and get your finances in check. Because if you can set your finances up for success before you go full-time into your coaching business and you before you transition fully into being a business owner then you're going to be setting yourself up for success in the long run. So number four, get resourceful. A lot of my 
clients and a lot of coaches that I speak to and I see out in the world think it's like all or nothing, that all or nothing mentality that I mentioned in episode one, where I talked about what going all in on your coaching business really means. Now in that episode, as you know, I shared that going all in on your coaching business is not necessarily going full time in your coaching business. So how can you be, I'm going to go into the all in bit in step seven, but how can you be resourceful about the current nine to five? And I say nine to five is a bit of a catch-all. Let's be honest. You probably work eight or six like I did contractually. And then in actual fact, you're online and available and answering emails and doing work at least until seven or eight o'clock. We're going to be talking about that in later episodes. Don't you worry. <laughs> but the nine to five is a catch-all How could you be resourceful about the current job that you have and think about it in a new way? The first time I ever shared this concept was with one one of my um, clients and she honestly, she was mind blown. It never crossed her mind that it was even an option to be anything other than either full time or just business owner. There's a whole gray area in between that we get to dance in. And I've listed 10 different ways that you can think about or 10 alternatives to just staying in your current job under the exact same current contract, um, con- contractual obligations. There are 10 alternatives that I've listed that you can go and download for free right now to to help you build your coaching business around the nine to five? What if you don't just have to stay in your current circumstances? Now, as a coach, I always say to my clients, we have two options here. We can either change the circumstances or change the way we feel about those circumstances. Most of the time, it's the work is in gifting ourselves the growth of learning to change our feelings and our thoughts about a set of circumstances. But on occasion, sometimes we can just change the circumstances and just eliminate any of the mind drama in the first place. Change the circumstances, change the job. So I'm going to share a couple now, but if you want all 10 options and obviously some more information about how you can actually go about doing that, head to my, um, head to the show notes or head to my website right this second and download the free resources bundle for coaches building their coaching business around the nine to five at www.coachingwithpamela.com. So a couple of them are simply, if you work full-time at the moment, why not go part-time? Four days a week, three days a week, two days a week, once you've looked at your finances and calculated what level of flexibility you have, maybe going part-time is an option. Imagine what it would do for your coaching business and for your headspace, for your energy, if you could have a whole day to yourself in the week to just focus on coaching, what you could achieve in that time. Maybe you could even go for a promotion. Now, I know that that sounds counterintuitive because surely a promotion is more work. But what I have found to be true, whenever I moved up the ranks in my corporate career, the less work I had to do because the level of responsibility was higher. 
So a promotion not only meant that I was earning more money, I actually had a higher level of responsibility which suited the level of expertise, experience and skill that I brought to the table because I'd been in my career for so long. So it wasn't much of an ask. And it meant that I physically had more time, more energy in the day to do things that I wanted to do in my coaching business. I bet you haven't thought of that before. How could a promotion serve you in your coaching business? Now, alternatively, I have had clients who have had promotional opportunities and they have actively chosen not to go for them because in their particular job circumstances, getting the promotion just simply would have been more work, more challenge, more more of an energetic demand. And it wasn't where her ambition lay anymore because she knew that wasn't her career trajectory anymore. So instead, she's decided to stay where she is and consider just finding another job. Finding another job in a different employment and within a different employer where hopefully she can find a more enjoyable work environment where it isn't as draining, where she's more um, more resourced and probably gets a pay increase off the back of it. So those are just three examples. Going part-time, getting a promotion or just changing the job. Same job, just a different organization, different company, um, slightly new challenge, obviously, because it's a new company, but maybe the company is just better resourced. Back in my corporate career, I worked with law firms a lot and it it always made me laugh because I'd always have candidates who were going from marketing manager to marketing manager and they would report back to me and be like, you know what, law firm A is so demanding in xyz but law firm b is so demanding in abc but based on my skills and experience i find law firm b far more tolerable and i'm having a far better work-life balance i'm seeing myself more energized at the end of the day it suits me more so maybe it's just a case that you could change your current job and circumstances to make life a bit easier for you sometimes we've just outgrown our current jobs and it's not a problem if we want to change it up Because like I said at the beginning in step one, if you're setting a date to go full time in your coaching business, but that isn't for six, 12, 18, 24, 36 months, then that's also potentially quite a long time to be stuck in a job that no longer serves you. So you do have the option of considering, well, if I did change my job, maybe that would make the next three years more tolerable and puts me in a bit better position for my coaching business because I'm more energized as a result. There are always options for you. And this is where I want to invite you to consider life coaching with me and business mindset coaching, because this is exactly the kind of decisions that I help my my clients make. So I'm giving it to you here and really consider for you, if anything was on the table, What is available to me? Because I bet you there is a lot more options than you're currently considering. And if you want all 10 of those um, alternatives to staying in your current job whilst you build your coaching business around the nine to five, don't forget to go download that free resources bundle and you can have them and then look at them and consider for yourself what you want to do. So step five is consider your worst case scenario plan. Consider or plan for it, whatever. You want to know what it is, either way. 
your worst case scenario plan is imagine you've left and you're full time in your coaching business. Imagine you run out of money and the worst happens. You seriously need to think about what you're going to do as a backup. So this is actually now the there's four types of clients that I tend to work with. And the first two are coaches who are in the nine to five. Interestingly, the second two types of coaches I work with are coaches who have already gone full time in their coaching business and are really keen not to have to go back into their previous corporate career. And this is where those 10 alternatives to staying in your current job really come in handy because there are so many more ways to think about it than just going back to what you knew previously. And I also work with coaches who have gone full-time in their coaching business, not been able to create the sustainability in their coaching business in the time frame that they had hoped before they had run out financially. They've gone back into the world of work and now they're navigating the challenges of having that, you know, quote unquote failure. I don't think it's a failure. It's all about the way you look at it, but I get it. That would be a really hard decision to make for sure. And navigating that and keeping the balance, finding themselves again, finding their place as a spiritual, um, purpose-led life coach going back into the corporate grind, that can be a shock to the fucking system and the nervous system. And so for some people, that would be your worst case scenario. Your worst case scenario would be going full time into your coaching business and then having to make the tough decision to go back into work. And you want to see that ahead of time because this was something that I have on the table. Of course I have it on the table. Just because my business is thriving at the moment, it doesn't mean that circumstances may not change. And it doesn't mean that I'm not being hopeful. I'm just being, uh, I suppose, what's the word? What's the word? I'm just being... um, realistic. I'm very, very nervous about using that word too frequently, but I always think no matter what, it's good to know that you've got your own back. I guess that's the crux of step five here, considering your worst case scenario plan. It is fundamentally having your own back. The plan is just the action line. The thought is I've got my own back no matter fucking what. So if that means that circumstantially there's zero in the revenue line for three, six, 12 months in my coaching business for whatever reason, whether in my control or outside of my control, I have always got my own back no matter fucking what. And if that's the case, then my worst case scenario, bring it fucking on because I can handle it. So for some of you that might be going back into your full-time corporate career. For others of you that might be looking at the 10 alternatives to staying in your current job whilst building your coaching business and just slowing down to speed up and finding some alternative streams of income to give you the financial security you need, set you up for success and go back into it guns blazing all over again because it ain't over until you quit. And in this podcast and in my world, we don't quit because we found life coaching because it calls to us. It's a mission, it's a purpose, it's a passion. But as we know, not all passions are easy to turn into revenue streams. And this is the, I guess this is the like 5D to 3D, right? It's finding that, finding our way in a world where we need to earn money to survive. 
So consider your worst case scenario plan, mitigate, you know, plan for it, mitigate for it, obviously where you can, be, ask yourself the hard question, am I willing to go there? Am I willing to see this through, even if that means one day I am in my worst case scenario plan and will I have my own back no matter what? Of course your answer is yes, of course, of course, of course it is. I know it is. So it's good to know ahead of time what that's going to look like, right? Just in case. And the odds are you won't fucking need it. Awesome. And if you do, not a problem. Okay, step six. Consider the communication steps. So who are you going to communicate to about... Who do you need to communicate to about... uh, the fact that you're a coach, the fact that you want to take this full time, the fact that you have every intention of becoming a thriving life coach and business owner. And that might mean updating some people about your life choices. Now, obviously, you do this on your terms. This is not asking for permission. This is simply letting them know. And ideally, doing it in a way that means that they get, that you get their full support and backing. And even if you don't, you have your own back anyway. This is a whole module inside my Thrive program because it's such an important module. Because yes, I'm all about self-empowerment and doing whatever the fuck you want and living a life that's aligned to you. No matter what anybody says, the reality is that we have partners or we have friends or we have family that deeply love and care for her, care for us, whose opinions we hold to high regard. And the idea of letting them down or scaring them or do it making choices that might make them unhappy or even if they support us but they don't have a clue about building a business or what it is to be a life coach or they've never ever been in entrepreneurship before they might have well-meaning but entirely unhelpful and sometimes downright inappropriate um, pieces of advice or support for you And the reason why I have this as a whole module inside my program is because you want to have your own back. You want to be able to hold your ground and know exactly who the fuck you are and how to communicate it in a way that evokes their support instead of creates distance. So consider who you need to communicate to about these decisions, about who you want on your side and how you might approach that. Because it can potentially set, again, set you up for success, save you a lot of heartache and a lot of drama in the long run. And I suppose this would be putting your life coaching skills to the test. (laughs) So step six is consider the, uh, the people you need to communicate to. Step seven is decide to be all in. So head back to episode one and listen to the all in podcast, what it really means to be all in in your coaching business. And as a top level, you know, this is staying in the energy of possibility that this is available to you, that you desire it, therefore it's possible. And I mean deeply desire it, you know, I, I've i been watching, I mean, you know, sun, Selling Sunsets and Bling Empire, it's like a slight, um, <laughs> a slight, uh, just, you know, trash TV that I like to wind down to once in blue moon. 
Uh, and no, that's a lie. Not once in a blue moon. I binge watch it for like two or three days and then I don't watch another show like it for a couple of months until the next type of show comes out. You know how it goes. But I obviously watch those things and think, oh yeah, man, I'd love to be a billionaire. I'd love to wear Prada and have jewels dripping down my wrist. I, I wouldn't. When I wear jewellery, I'm not even wearing my engagement ring right now because... <laughs> Because I live in the tropics and I'm too hot and I don't really, I like to be dripping in jewellery unless there's a specific occasion in which it's appropriate. I certainly don't do that for breakfast or coaching calls. So there's the desires we think we want, like the Instagram lifestyle that we think we want. And we're like, yeah, no, who wouldn't want that? But then there's the deep desires of our heart, of our soul. Maybe for you, it's being able to be there to put the kids in bed every single night. Maybe for you it's to watch the sunset and you're not working. You can work on your own time. Maybe for you it's to not have to report into a boss. Maybe the deep desires of your soul are to have time in your day to read Greek mythology novels like I'm doing at the moment, which is something I highly recommend. I've been making the time and effort to create more spaciousness in my life and to make the time, because I have the time, to enjoy reading in the middle of the day. That was something I used to dream about when I worked in corporate. And I forgot that I, I have the freedom to do that. So I've been making an effort to live in the dream that I've created. So what are your dreams? What are your desires? What are the things that you are really looking for, looking forward to, when you have everything you ever dreamed of because deciding to be all in is staying in the energy of those desires staying in the frequency of that's what I deeply truly want that's what I deeply truly am capable of creating that's what being all in is it's investing in support if you don't know how to build a coaching business because you've never built one before, if you don't know how to sell, if you don't know how to price, if you're not sure what kind of offers you should be doing, if you're not sure how to identify the transformation for your clients, if you're not sure how to market your offers, if you're not sure how to manage your mindset as you go through the challenges of building a coaching business around your nine to five, invest in the support, put some skin in the game reevaluate your priorities and expenses so we talked about that in step three but that's part of going the going all in mentality showing up in your coaching business even when and then fill in the sentence show up in your coaching business even when you've got a hectic day at work show up in your coaching business even when you're um you should be i don't know you should be leaving early to go to work and Actually, you could use five minutes to go live very quickly or post a quick reel or connect to that person in the DMs. Show up in your coaching business and make an offer even when it feels scary. Committing to your self-care, implementing boundaries, committing to your healing and personal development and your business and professional growth. That's what being all in is. And then step eight keep working it until it works. I mentioned earlier that we don't quit. We do not quit. And therefore, if you don't quit, you can't fail. So going full time in your coaching business looks like you, even if you miss the date that you set, even if that date comes and goes, you keep working it 
until you have identified the criteria that you want, that feels aligned, that feels safe, which feels financially secure, to the degree that you can in entrepreneurship, of course, and we'll talk about that in another episode. But you keep working it until it works because the dream won't give up on you if you don't give up on it. So lastly, I'm going to talk about some of the risks of going full-time in your coaching business too soon. Fundamentally, it's pressure on your business, pressure on yourself, and pressure on your finances. And the finance piece kind of underpins all of it. And I know I talked about it, ta- talked about it a little bit in step three, but I just want you to really consider for a second what it would feel like if you didn't have the money to pay for your rent or pay for your mortgage uh, three, four, five months into going full-time into your coaching business. So put that as your circumstance, like no money left to pay the bills what thoughts would you have about that? How would that make you feel? You'd potentially be, and this is the risk, and this is the impact it has on your clients, on your coaching business, and on yourself. You'd be feeling overwhelmed. You'd be feeling frustration, fear. It might cause you to adversely either hustle and show up in a very graspy energy, or adversely, you will fawn and you will go into an overwhelmed spiral of procrastination and not really doing anything in your business. It will show up differently depending on your attachment styles and depending on your nervous system. And that isn't conducive to an environment where you create sole clients. It isn't conducive to an environment where you create flowy and easy money. And it isn't conducive to good physical, mental um, or spiritual health because you're putting this pressure on yourself and you're creating an overwhelming sense of pressure to perform, to prove yourself, to find a result, to create a result, to find answers. And that can create an environment which is really toxic for yourself, for the people that you care care about and the people you live with. And force you ultimately to go back into the world of work with your tail between your legs and feeling like a failure and this I I think I'm going to do a separate episode about the if the circumstances are that you um, have to go back to work and it's making you feel like a failure because that truly is just a thought and you're not you're not but I see it I've witnessed it And it breaks my heart because your business doesn't want that for you. Your dreams don't want that for you. You don't want that for you. You are in such a unique and a powerful position to do what most people don't dare to do and set yourself up for success whilst you have your nine to five. God, I wish I could say this to younger me, to the me that left too soon, that went through this experience And I just about managed to keep my head above water because I had a worst case scenario plan that kicked in for me. And my worst case scenario plan, um, I guess it had a few layers. My ultimate worst case scenario plan for me is to go back to my full-time corporate career. But thanks to the alternatives that I've listed out in that free download for you that you can grab from the show notes, um, I have, there were other alternatives that I turned to And since my coaching business is now thriving and that's, you know what, sometimes I think some of the challenges we go through make us stronger 
And now when I look at look back at it, I think, God damn, I was never meant to be an overnight success because if it wasn't for this adversity that I went through, I wouldn't be here right now being able to share my lessons so that they can be your blessings. So I hope this was helpful. I hope you took a lot of notes. And if you didn't, go back and rewatch it and grab those notes. Get your notepad and pen out and go through the list. Don't forget to download the uh, 10 alternatives to staying in your current job whilst you build your coaching business around the nine to five. And you'll also have access to the resource bundle with a whole bunch of other uh, masterclass and trainings in there for you to help you and take some of these philosophies to a deeper level. And if you want to take your personal support to an even deeper level and you want my eyes on your business, you want to partner with me as you build your coaching business around the nine to five. You want to receive my support in mindset and strategy and energetics. And then your next step is to schedule a consult with me and we will connect for one hour and we will discuss if Thrive, my one-to-one coaching program that helps coaches build their coaching business around the nine to five is suitable for you. Inside the program, I have an entire module of a number of trainings which go into each of these in more detail and helps you literally there's spreadsheets and everything to your finances, assess your risk tolerance, identify your worst case scenario plan, know how to have those communication discussions and actually be all in on your business because there's a whole section on business fundamentals which helps you create your offer, set your price, show up powerfully and connect to your sole clients and start creating clients in your, in your business. So you can also head to the show notes and uh, schedule your call there. Otherwise, have a beautiful day and I'll catch up with you in the next episode. Bye.